Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall talk about awareness, how it can be used in everyday life to help us learn ourselves and grow, and explain the internal process that takes place when working with an issue. Please take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. In our previous episodes, we have talked about the importance of our capacity for awareness and the ways we can develop our capacity for conscious observation of what takes place at the present moment, within and all around us. This skill, with practice, becomes a state of being, an attitude throughout our daily lives. Its importance lies in the fact that being in the present moment Willing to live in the now, we become accustomed to living in reality instead of an imaginary scenario that plays out in our minds. We may not be grounded in and aware of every single moment. Our mind might slip away in memories or imagination. But when we keep returning to the now to see what we find in our reality at the present moment with kindness and acceptance, We allow the space for us to rediscover ourselves and the space to live consciously and in peace. When we can cultivate a state of kindness towards ourselves and remain but observant of what we find within, we can begin to discover our fears, our insecurities and deepest issues, and with acceptance we can recognize them for what they are, knowing that whatever we may find, it is okay. They need not be us. They need not dictate our lives. With the courage to see our emotions, our thoughts, what we experience at any given moment, we can also see how they lead us to carry out certain actions and behave in a certain way. When we recognize how one thing leads to another, how, for example, an insecurity causes a kind of reaction, or when we find out how we tend to filter or perceive what happens to us, we can give ourselves the time and space we need to make a conscious choice of how we want to act, instead of reacting, steered by the waves of emotions and currents of thought. We have also talked about the chakra system, the energy centers within our body, through which our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual natures interconnect and reflect on one another so that each aspect resembles and functions like the others. Through this system, we know that our personality, our psychological experience and behavior are fundamentally connected with how we can experience our spiritual self. 
the more we discover and work with our issues, the more developed, transmuted, and purified our personality, the more we can receive and understand impressions from realms beyond the physical cosmos, and the more our soul can express itself through us. So, by getting to know ourselves and working with our issues, spirit can flow through us unhindered by them, and our experience will be as close to reality as our personality will allow. Above all, awareness and working with the self is a day-to-day process. When working with ourselves, certain knowledge can help trigger our introspection. Because our experience is automatically colored in our perception by our beliefs and issues, shaped by our past experiences, getting to know how we function, how we tend to perceive what happens to us, can help us create space between an event taking place and us responding to it, becoming conscious of how we tend to filter things will allow us to gradually enhance our perspective of the world and open us to new experiences, beyond the patterns that reassure beliefs that don't serve us anymore. This is an ongoing, deeply personal process, one that begins with every new breath. Imagine for a while a calming space, your favorite place. Look around it, and choose a spot in that environment to sit comfortably. Listening to the sounds that reach your ears, the smells that tickle the tip of your nose. How does being there feel in your stomach? Are your shoulders relaxed? Now, visualize a person you hold dear. He or she walks at some distance. You smile and wave. That person doesn't seem to slow down. Instead, she keeps her pace, passes by and carries on. Notice what kind of emotions tend to rise within you. Are there any thoughts accompanying that feeling? What is your first assumption? Now take a deep breath and bring yourselves to the present. Allow that vision to fade away, reminding yourselves that the whole incident was but a fantasy. Take one more breath and bring your awareness to all that takes place in your body with the movement caused by this inhalation. How was your experience? What was the feeling you became aware of? Was it something unpleasant? What thoughts occupied your mind? Was it an assumption that created a train of thoughts irrelevant to what actually took place? What if I told you that in this visualization, the other person just didn't see you? Does this change how you feel? Now, during this exercise, many people tend to experience rejection or other unpleasantness, reminiscing of past experiences that can lead to thoughts of worrying, guilt, 
or anger. Now, this was only an example, an imaginary scenario. But these kind of processes occur within us all the time. With every interaction, with every piece of information that reaches our perception, an internal response is triggered, whether we know it or not. How many times did you catch yourselves in a mood without knowing what caused it? Or maybe you did find out the cause of it, but it stayed with you anyway. Imagine how many such responses we experience daily. Such a response may have nothing to do with what actually happened. As in our imaginary scenario, the other person just didn't see us, but still, some of us, in this fantasy, may have experienced something unpleasant. If we remain unaware of such an internal response, we cannot do something about it. We can't, for example, ask the person from our scenario, why didn't he wave back? If he had an issue with us that we can work to resolve, or he just didn't see us. And we can't separate what happened with that which was triggered within us by bringing ourselves back to the present moment. These internal responses, if remained unexamined, can stay with us, piling on one another, creating physical and psychological tension. Think of how many conflicts you have been through in your mind alone, irrespective of what actually caused them. How many scenarios we see playing out in our imagination. All of these are responses to an event, whether we are conscious of them happening, of what caused them to appear, and why, depends on our capacity for awareness and how we choose to deal with them when we do become aware. Of course our mind will slip in scenarios. Of course it will return to the past or run to the future. This is normal, a great mechanism of the brain. The point is to become able to realize it and with the next inhalation bring our conscious mind back to the present, back to reality and what it entails. Only with becoming conscious of what is, with kindliness and acceptance, can we facilitate change that is of the essence, change that is fueled not by denial, insecurities or fear, but change that is rooted in our intention for peace. Peace with ourselves. Our coming back to the present can take place at any stage. Whether you become aware of a feeling or a thought first, it doesn't matter, for as we have talked about in other episodes as well, all aspects of human condition are interconnected. You may notice a sensation in your physical body that has been annoying you because you don't sit comfortably. Or you may first notice that same annoyance. The important thing is that you noticed it, for if you realize that annoyance, you can trace it back to its cause, the uncomfortable chair, and readjust your position. Bring about the change you need to release the tension from within. The same mental process and attitude 
applies to matters a little bit more complex than the chair. You may become aware of a feeling that fills your stomach or weighs your chest, or you may notice certain thoughts occupying your mind. Maybe you become alert hearing the words you are uttering, their tone and meaning, or maybe you catch yourself doing something out of the ordinary. Whatever it is you find that makes you wake up to the reality of what it is that takes place within you, you can use it to find the rest, for all exist inseparable from one another. If, for example, you realize that you are using a lot of harsh words, you may use it as a starting point to go back to see what kind of thoughts and emotions caused you to speak in that manner, whatever that might be, and keep tracing that emotion back to what caused that. As C.L. Jensen explains, Be aware of your feelings, for they become your thoughts. Be aware of your thoughts, for they become your words. Be aware of your words, for they become your actions. Be aware of your actions, for they become your habits. Be aware of your habits, for they become your character. And be aware of your character, for it becomes your destiny. When a part of our psychological self and our behavior remains unexamined, it creates a long-standing normality for us. It guides how we generally live our lives, what habits we shape, and what matters solidify into our character. And our character, our personality, is the vessel through which our soul can manifest. And therefore, our personality how we tend to live our lives, our principles and ethics, do shape our destiny. How freely our soul can express itself through the flesh. Nothing is too small to matter. A large painting is made of a multitude of minor details. Each one, when looked from afar, shaping the big picture that is our lives. When the details change, the picture changes. When certain tendencies of whatever nature, psychological or behavioral, become long-standing, they will of course change the big picture. So, enfold yourselves with love, with kindliness, acceptance and understanding, because your destiny matters, because your life matters, your day-to-day -day experience matters. We look at ourselves then, honestly, without judgment, to come to terms with what we find, understand and work with it. In this process, it may be helpful to remember that there are four general steps we follow when we work with an issue, either a temporary one or a long-standing one. The first step is noticing it to become aware of it and recognize the issue, the situation. Without noticing, there is nothing in our conscious mind for us to deal with, and instead of us working with it, it remains as a conscious function, which becomes the framework for our experience in life. 
When we acknowledge our object for observation, we then proceed with the intention to understand it. This we can do being an observant, detached from it, knowing that it needs not be us. It is just an issue that we experience. And as an observant, we can hold a state of acceptance and kind curiosity for what we may find. To understand it, then, is to first call it for what it is. Is it an emotion? What emotion is it? Is it a faulty belief that we hold to make sense of the world? Be honest and call it by its name. We can then examine where it came from. What kind of experience caused this outcome, shaped this issue? We can also inquire about the way it had served us when we first formed it. For example, a self-destructive tendency may have served the observer to attract the attention he needed as a child. But how may it keep affecting us in our lives now? When we understand its roots and how it affects us, we may proceed to accept it as it is. Accept how the course of events in our life have brought us here, exactly at the point we stand on. Accepting it means we don't have to keep fighting it, resisting to admit what happened because we wish it would be otherwise. We can be in peace with all of it, its cause, its very existence within us, and the fact that it needs not dictate our lives forever. We can then let it go, release the issue, or rather release ourselves from its tight grip. When we follow these steps concerning a temporary issue, a conflict we had, or a specific problem, we can even be completely free of it, keeping only the lesson it gave us and use it as another step in our self-development. The same we can do when we are concerned with a deeper issue of ours. Although keep in mind that core beliefs or issues may keep showing themselves in different forms throughout our lives. That is okay, too. If it is such an important theme in our incarnation, we can keep examining it from different angles until we can be free of it. In any case, however, as we have said before, with being aware of how we function in the world, how our personality tends to perceive what happens to us, we can create the necessary space for us to be able to make a conscious choice of how we want to act, instead of subconsciously reacting according to how our issues lead us to. And of course, we can always ask for help if we need it to work through something we find. Let us now gather what we have talked about. When we consciously guide the mind within, at any part of our experience, be it an emotion, a thought, an action or a habit, we can open a door to our subconsciousness. Tracing each one to its roots, and even using the knowledge of certain correspondences, like the ones we are taught through the chakra system, we can examine and work through whatever we find within with kindness and acceptance, and understand our psychological and esoteric functions. 
becoming aware of how we tend to function in the world, with a general mindset for observation in our daily lives, we can create the space we need to live consciously, to act consciously, free from automatic reactions shaped by our past experiences. We can find our reality and personal truth and consciously allow ourselves to carry it out from a place of peace, acceptance and understanding, remaining true to our principles, to our own essence. We may fail again and again, and that is okay. This process begins anew with every new breath. So now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now, to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following, sharing it, or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you, and enjoy your present. Thank you.